In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Darkness has descended upon the city, and the creatures of the night have begun to stir. This is the time when the veil between the realms of the living and the dead is the thinnest, and all that is is not what it appears to be. Like a lone sentinel, one candle flickers in the night, revealing all that lurks in the darkness. This is Ghost Chronicles, Book of Shadows. Welcome to the Nightmare. to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Cohen, your host, your the, host the, the Silver Realm of the Unknown, unknown the Unexplained, and the Unbelievable, in New England's own Van Helsing. With me, my co-host, Reason from all the way in frozen East Bridgewater, the Juan <laughs> Belshaw herself, the Queen of East Bridgewater, <laughs> Her Majesty... <laughs> And Kerrigan. Well, thank you for that glorious introduction. I'm Queen. When did, well, I, get, did I get promoted? Queen, queen for a day. <laughs> More like a princess than a queen, I, actually, but I'll take I, it. You have your heat, right? I have lovely, lovely heat and power and electricity. How about you? Outstanding. I just got it last uh, yesterday, I guess. <laughs> anyway. Well, I'm glad you're warm again. Yeah, well, yeah, did my uh, lecture today presentation at the, the college, which was, was fun. Nice. And, yeah, checked out my new place where I'm going to be doing my uh, college course in February. Ooh. CSI. With all those those young co-eds. I hope so. Right. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> anyway. So I have to ask you, yes. okay, in that introduction that I know you want to change, because October's over. But yeah. when you say, you know how you say all, yeah. you know how the priests, the priest, you say all just like a priest. Well, you know, it wasn't all the boys. <laughs> it must have rubbed off. You know, I was an old time all the boy. None of this handy pandy all the boy stuff they have now. Yeah. You Back got down and day, dirty, got your hands dirty. You had to learn Latin, so. Oh. Uh, my mom. God rest her soul, beat the crap out of me if I didn't <laughs> learn my Latin. <laughs> Nothing anyway. like instilling a little good faith, a good little little Catholic faith, huh? In fact, when I had my first TV show, uh, New England Ghost Project, uh, yeah. it was All the Boy Productions. Ah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, it was pretty cool, and Love it. Uh, it, it, it was said out of this program brought to you by All the Boy Productions, and then you would hear, Achoo! And the guy, guy, guy would say, "God bless you, my son." <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's great. I do digress, but yes, we have do. a gentleman, a young gentleman, because everybody's younger than me, all yes, the way, are. all the way from across the pond, 
uh, he's a, an interesting person. I've had him on the show before, and I will not mention the kilt this time because last time I was in big trouble. So <laughs> anyway, he is a uh, psychic medium, an international psychic medium. He is none other than Brian Boyle. Brian, you're there. Hello, Ron. How are you, my friend? I'm fine. How are you doing? Good, good. Should I say mate? Is, is mate the proper term, or is, am I missing that? No, you could say anything you like. Yeah, <laughs> I usually hi, do. Hi, Brian. Yes, he says whatever he wants to say. Yes, he does. Hello, Ron. <laughs> nice to meet you. Very, it's very nice to meet you. It's lovely to meet you, too. But you're What's Scottish, up? not English, correct? Oh, yeah, Scottish. Definitely Scottish. Right, so mate is, isn't mate English? Um, English thing? Partly, I suppose. We see it in Scotland as well. Ah, okay. Because we're, we're all right. Big, we're, all, we're all one big family in the UK, right? <laughs> 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 I think we've had that conversation before, Mr. Colleague. Yeah, I think we have. Anyways, it's a pleasure to have you on the show, and, and Anne will absolutely love your voice. I know I can tell already she's <laughs> drooling. I just typed that in the chat room. <laughs> yes, I am. You are Stop correct. Stop for once. Yes, love it. <laughs> so, so Brian, why don't, uh, you know, you're, you're fairly new to the next generation. I've had you on the uh, international show before. So why don't you give us a little uh, intro to yourself, because no one knows you like you. <laughs> of course. Well, basically, um, I've been, um, had this paranormal, psychic, mystic ability, call it what you will, since <laughs> I was about five years old when I um, I had a, a bit of an experience, um, which was a solid vision. Um, and really, <clears throat> I tried to stem it until I was in my late teens. Uh, I got heavily into music. Um, I thought that would help, but actually it just made it worse. And I understand now that maybe it was a creative thing that, that drove it a bit more. So basically I was left, I didn't have much option but to participate in what we do, Ron, eh? So I just went for there and um, it just spread and spread until today, really. And uh, <coughs> you you do this professionally now, correct? Yeah, most of the time, yes. I'm kind of cutting back now because, um, I mean, that's a long, long time I've been at this and um, it's over 40 years, so... Uh, Wait a minute, like 40, 40 years? 40-odd 40 years I've been doing this, Ron. Y you look like you're about uh, 29. Oh, come <laughs> on, you. <laughs> Everybody looks like they're 29 to Ron, though. This well, that, that's a, I think that's um, maybe probably correct, Ann. <laughs> I have a lot of banter when I speak with Ron. Uh, we have a good laugh, and um, he's a down-to-earth guy like myself, you know. <laughs> Yeah, we we just got to get you over here so we can control some more. That's right. Yeah, That's well, right. get my expenses, not on the plane. <laughs> All right, there you go. There you go. <laughs> you know, actually, which was kind of interesting is I just today I, I I did a presentation at the local college and I'm going to be teaching a a class in February. Well, it looks like I'm going to be doing a 
paranormal conference there as well, uh, I think next September, and, and uh, I'm kind of excited about it. So, hey, nice. you never know. You never know what's going to happen. I'm telling you. Uh, I'm, a, well, I'm supposed to know. <laughs> <laughs> this well, is true. <laughs> well, Although I, suppose, I don't believe it works like that. Uh-huh. Evidently, you don't know me. <laughs> well, um... I could do a, a little bit of remote viewing if you like, Ron. Really? Oh. Am I wearing boxes? I don't mean right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can, can you seriously? Can you do remote viewing? Well, I've done it a couple of times for certain people. Um, first time was I don't know if I told you this this this, this story. There was um, a young lady had got. Um, basically kidnapped um, I don't know if I should say the state but it was in America and I was really? obviously here I, I had never been to America uh, and uh, 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 what I got led to her um, being safe and uh, the police got her um, let's just say the the, 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 the perpetrator was caught and um, um, basically, yeah. they got her, I think it was 200 yards from, from the place that I had not a clue. I just gave the words that I got in my mind, and that's where they found her. Really? Wow. Yeah, so so the other time, one other story uh, with remote viewing was um, I became friends with our mother after that, obviously, because that kind of thing can create an emotional bond. Mm-hmm. And, and we were having a bit of a giggle over the internet, actually, and she was saying, well, I know you've done that and things like that, um, could you remote view where I am at the minute? So I tried it there and then, and um, partly for a laugh, but um, seemingly I had um, totally described outside our residence. Wow. So, yeah, I do believe it can be done, and if you practice it a lot, it could be done really, really well. Of course, um, we know that the, the the armies and the forces have used it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we had, uh, oh, God, I was just thought, had the name of it, and I lost it like that so quickly. Yeah, but we invested millions of dollars in uh, remote viewing. Uh, I forget the name of the project. Oh, God. Oh, uh, right. Dis- yeah. Dismantled. But, uh, yeah. yeah, there was a lot of work there. But, but I have to actually ask you this, uh, Brian. Was it really remote viewing you were doing, or was it you just tapping into a, a, a spirit or, or someone who was familiar with what was going on? Well, that could be argued, but when that happens with me, um, I can tell the difference between um, a spirit communication given information, Ron, and, right. um, and visions of... Um, a place while you're remote viewing. It seems to me it's quite difficult to explain the difference, but um, with remote viewing, it's more like a... It's like a... How can I explain it? It's really difficult to explain. It's like a cloudy picture. It's it's almost like scrying in a sense. Okay. It's kind of like that, but without any um, divination tool. Okay. You know, uh, yeah. and it just seems to open up and <clears throat> it's more, to me, it's more in real time. Uh-huh. Right. 
the vision that's like you're actually there. Um, that's kind of like what it is. Okay. Because I, I know, like, for instance, Edward Casey did a lot of, he used to go uh, in a trance, and he would come up with a lot of different things. And uh, he actually could, uh, uh, what's the word, uh, diagnose people with uh, with illnesses and and, uh, and do this type of stuff when he was a trance. So I, he, I, I get a little muddled in it, you know what I mean? I, what What's the difference between the, the, the different ones? Uh, uh, or is there really? Maybe it's just tapping in at a different way or a different sort. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's. I like think it's. Sorry, Ron. Um, I think it's. Um, we basically, I think every single person who's using the, the their own um, abilities that way are tapping into the same energy. It's it's kind of like you being on Route sixty six and me being on Highway ninety five. <laughs> you know. It's the same. It's the same thing. It's a road. It's a pathway. We're just uh -huh. on a, a slightly different vibration when we do different things with it. Okay. Do you understand what I mean? Because I, I do. I, I do actually. I understand what you're saying about Edward Casey, um, and I understand that as well because some there's been a few occasions. <clears throat> excuse me, when I've just been speaking to people, uh, and uh, and they've been telling me they've not been very well. Blah blah blah. And I've pointed to points on their body, and later on, a few months later, I've met them again, and they've said, you were exactly right where he pointed to, according yeah. to the consultants. So, it's not a diagnosis as such. Yeah. But it, what I'm trying to use as an example, it's an example that you can use the whole psychic spectrum, the whole thing for different mm. things. It's just slightly, I think, that you have to slightly move on to a different road, uh, as we were talking about roads. But right. It's like a different vibration of that energy for different things, like for healing, clairvoyance, remote viewing, whatever whatever um, thing we're using it for. Mm -hmm. But basically, to me, it all comes from the one energy source. <laughs> Right. It, you know, it's, it's interesting, and, and I'll let you ask that question in a minute, uh, yeah. Anne, is, mm -hmm. is that uh, the first time I met my friend Laura Worcester, we, we both took a uh, Reiki class together. And, uh, you, you know, I, I really didn't believe in Reiki, but once again, I wanted to see if there was validity, so I, I took a course uh, from Elizabeth Foley and uh, my angel friend, and uh, I got certified uh, level two with her. But anyways, I met Laura there for the first time, and at the very end of the course, uh, we did this part where they would do like diagnostic, diagnostics, yeah. And I was, I was, I was the victim. Huh. <laughs> that one. Well, I was the only guy there anyway. So, so uh, all these girls uh, undressed me in their minds. And really? I mean, uh, wow. No, no, they actually. So they they passed over. But Laura actually picked up the blockage in my heart, which I ended up, of course, having the. The uh, the big operation and everything, but she picked that up during that time. So wow. it, it's like a, a different, kind of like you were saying, it's a different row, but it, right. it's similar to to the other things as well. Do, do you agree, kind of? Yeah, it's it's the way I've explained it to people and, and um, workshops and things on is it's almost as if it's like one source of electricity comes into our residence. Yeah. But we may, we may have many lights in there. Uh-huh. 
some will have switched on and some will be switched off. Oh. Or sometimes we'll have all the lights on at the one time. But mm-hmm. it's still coming from that one source of energy into your house. Right. It's the same sort of principle. Right. Right. I see what you're saying. It's a great analogy, so I'll let you ask you a question. It is. Yes, we have a question from the chat room, Brian. And uh, Mike wants to know if you have spoken to spirits in the astral form. Yes. Yes. Really? Okay. Yeah. Would you you care to expand upon that? (laughs) Well, I think think what what Mike, is it Mike? Yes. Mike's, uh, what Mike's asking, I think, is... um, Interference. Psychic energy. Anyway, um, I think what Mike's asking is um, basically it's it's like a vision, but not in the physical, secular way. You know, like when we're here and our eyes are open and things. What I've done is I do, um, what do you call it, shamanism. Mm -hmm. uh, And go on shaman journeys. And you go in through the astral world, and there's, of course, there's a lot of other realms. But it's all, all again, it's all part of the one thing. Mm-hmm. But um, yes, I've spoke with certain spirits in the astral, what I would term the astral realm. Oh, that's kind of cool. It, it, it's um, much the same as um, here, but it, it just, it's almost like the dream world. Right. 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 Type of thing. I think that's, that's what he's asking. And have you ever okay. taken a have you ever taken a shamanic journey? I have not. I have not. Yeah, I've, I I, I uh, actually have, and mm-hmm. uh, this is how I found out who my my totem was. My totem is a bear. But um, cool. yeah, they take you on a uh, a journey. You close your eyes, and they, you get kind of like in an alpha state, and they. They, uh, someone usually there uh, will take you on this journey, and it's 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 interesting. I once again it's something that I thought was a lot of crack, but uh, no, it was it was interesting, definitely interesting. Uh, there's so much out there that uh, you know, unless we open our eyes to it, uh, right. we're really missing out some really cool stuff. So when you say uh, you're in, what did you say? What state? The uh, like an alpha state. Alpha state. So you're actually. Just dropping off to sleep, right? No, no, no. What? <laughs> like you're almost asleep, aren't you? You're in between. Okay, so you're in between, right? Would you would you describe it that way, Brian? In between? Um. Well, I I, I try and um, deliberately do it through meditation and induce that. Right. Mm-hmm. Because of the way I do it is the reason that, the only reason that I would go on a, a, a shamanic type journey thing, if you want to call it that, is to help either myself or somebody else through <clears throat> reaching into the beyond the veil, if you like. Um, and of course, to me, the spirit world, 90% of the language um, is, symboli- is symbolic. So when you go on these shamanic journeys, what I try and do is I, I would climb up type thing from this realm into the next one or into the next one or whatever else. But I would have to say at this point that, like you said there, Ron, I have to agree, make sure if anybody's doing this that there's somebody there that knows what they're doing. <clears throat> because if you open up to that and you're not being um, guided correctly, 
and protected correctly it can be slightly dodgy if you like. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that word, dodgy. Dodgy. <laughs> <laughs> now, For obvious Mike, reasons. Mike wants to know um, when you're in that astral astral connection, how how do you speak to them? Through mind. Well, through mind. Right, exactly, of course. Okay. So you're just thinking. You you're connect. Just, you're just thinking back and forth. Yeah, really. Yes, it's much the same as we're speaking now, but you're you're not actually audibly saying the words. You're mm -hmm. just thinking them. Okay. Um, again, it's it's thought creates, but conscious consciousness creates thought. That's true. So that that's that's to me that's the most more much more powerful than words. Mm -hmm. Wow. You know what? You know what's interesting? Did you ever, did you ever see that movie uh, Forbidden Planet? With no. Robbie the Robot. It, it's a it's an old black and white classic, and I re highly recommend it. If you like sci-fi, it's it's definitely a cool thing. But this whole planet uh, that was the the thing is, is that they had uh, actually machines that enhanced your thoughts. So whatever you thought, you created. So it, they couldn't control it at times, and at times they created monsters. So, I mean, that, Brian is right. You do need somebody who is a gatekeeper or somebody who knows what they're doing because thoughts can kill. Mm. That's creepy. Yes, I mean, the thought is, thought is, well, consciousness is a very, very, very powerful thing. Mm -hmm. And that is why <clears throat> I think... Um, people who are involved in what we are in, into... You have to be very vigilant and responsible with your participation in the paranormal or mystical stuff. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it should be great fun as well and all these things, but <laughs> th the thing is, to me, all the years that I've experienced what I have, um, spirit people or spirit entities or whatever energies, whatever you want to call them, I call them spirit people because they are to be just like people and there's good and bad. And that's, that's, true. that's why. Yeah, that's absolutely true. So uh, we, have, we have another question. Um, are, you, are your feelings elevated at that stage? Huh? Are your feelings elevated, like, elevated. More, like more intense? Um, not really because I no. always ground myself regardless of what I'm doing. Right. And I think that <clears throat> I can understand the question. I really can. Mm -hmm. But for me, grounding myself and stepping back for the ego keeps me in a balanced state. And it also keeps you, um, when you're balanced, then obviously you're more aware. Right, right. And that is right. half the reason for that. Right, I so, mean, it... If you if you if you connect, then it really should be, you know, I, I, I don't see why it should be elevated or, or anything else. I mean, it's just a total. It's like a connection, really. It's <laughs> you know, it's it's there. It's just like I don't know how to describe it even. I think I think Ron, what what the question? I can understand the question because yeah. um, <clears throat> there's this <clears throat> outlook that when you reach into the spirit realms uh -huh. that it, 
it automatically becomes more powerful, so therefore you may feel elevated. Understand that? Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Okay, okay. No, you I understand what I mean? But yes, I do, Brian. The yeah. thing is, right. you, within that le level of energy field, you have to still uh, stay yourself. Because the minute that you lose control, i.e. in an elevated state, you could lose control. You have to remain balanced. Right. For safety and, reasons. And, and you know what's an interesting thing is, is we did an event on Halloween uh, called Dining with the Dead, special uh, uh, Halloween thing. That's just a phone call from the dead. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, anyways... My wife uh, took part in this, this seance that we sh she was doing, and she actually, you know, she had a couple of drinks that night. She was pretty loose. Uh -huh. And all, all the, uh, the times that uh, she's gone on investigations, maybe this is the first time she was ever affected. But, yeah, she lost that control. She lost it. She, we had her take her out of there because uh, she had lost her control of it, and that's kind of really important. Mm hmm Wow. So, and and what uh, Mike had just asked another question instead is awareness protection, and I I kind of think that that is what Brian just said, and what you just said, Ron, as well. Yeah, um, control. I, I don't know if it's awareness. It's more control. Yeah, but I I think so. I think if you're you're aware, you know, um, you know, you're aware, and and it makes you in control. So, yeah, definitely. I, I understand that. You see, what people have got to remember, I think, is there is no boundaries out there. Right. There is no... That is, <laughs> that's a label we use for containment. Mm -hmm. But outside of the physical, there is no boundaries. That's true. Right. And, Brian, I know oh. we're coming up on the break, so uh, yeah. I do want to mention uh, your website, which is Brian Boyle. It's, now, Brian is spelled with a Y, B-R-Y-A-N, correct? Yeah. Boyle, B-O-Y-L-E dot info, info. Is it? info, right. Info. Yes, that's on, our, um, that's on our Ghost Chronicles page on Facebook as well. So right. if anybody wants to check out Brian's uh, website, you can go right on there and just click away. And if anybody has any questions, Dan, how can they reach us? Uh, they can either, well, they can jump in the chat room if they're in the chat room, or you can go on Facebook and look for Ghost Chronicles-Next Generation. And uh, I monitor the page throughout the show, so if you have any questions, if you chat shy, mm -hmm. uh, we're happy to answer them in the uh, Facebook page. Okay, we have to take our break right now. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles-Next Generation with... And Carrigan and Ron Kolick, right here on Tojinet. Our special guest is Brian Boyle. We'll be right back after the following messages. Welcome to Tojinet, radio with a cutting edge. Everything you heard about witches is true. How do you 
Halloween is the time of year when the shades of the dead whisper from forgotten places and spirits walk among us. The witches of Salem, Massachusetts, honor this time with Festival of the Dead, an annual event series that explores death's macabre customs, heretical histories, and strange rituals. Founded by Salem witches, Sean Poyer and Christian Day, and hosted by the foremost authorities on the spirit world, Festival of the Dead beckons guests to step through the veil into a mysterious realm where spirits await you. To learn more or to purchase tickets, visit festivalofthedead.com or call 978-740-9783. Happy Halloween! <laughs> Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Anne and our special guest, uh, psychic medium Brian Boyle. We're back. Okay, we are back. And, and once again, if you want to participate, participate, you can join us in the Tojanet chat room, which is really easy. Just go on to the Tojanet website and you just type a name in. You don't have to do any identification or anything, just use a, whatever name you want, and then click enter, and you're right in with us, and you can ask questions there, or you can join us on the uh, uh, Ghost Chronicles Next Generation Facebook page, you can like us, or pretend you like us, if you like, <laughs> uh, and also, you, if you really want, you can call in at 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869, so that's uh, how you get a hold of us, anyway. Awesome. Uh, and we have, yeah. we, we have a question from the chat room. Uh, Ghost Girl wants to know if Brian does classes. Yes. Um, I've done them for years, but um, when I got involved in the ghost hunting side, um, that took up all of my time, really, um, because of all the traveling all over the place in Britain. So, But I have recently been asked to start them again, so I'm seriously thinking about that. Excellent. Yeah. I, I do have a question, too, because uh, I know on your website, I noticed that you were up with uh, Ian and his Buried Alive uh, uh, stunt. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, that's yeah, right. How did that go? What was that like? I mean, you, you, you of all people, because you were, you know, you're definitely a, uh, you know, a medium, psychic medium. So, I mean, you could, you could kind of feel what's going on there. So, so what was that like? Well... It was actually, first I'd like to say it was a tremendous effort by Ian uh, for the charity. Um, I mean, it was an incredible feat. Um, a lot of people actually thought that it was kind of faked, which I can assure you it wasn't, you know. Um, so why, why don't you tell exactly what happened, because uh, a lot of people don't know about it. I know we mentioned it a lot on our uh, uh, international show, but not on the regular show. So, Well, basically, what I know of it... Um, I don't know all the details, but basically Ian got a coffin belt uh, with one of his friends. Uh, it was well thought out. Uh, of course, he was um, uh, there was a six-foot hole dug out. The coffin was placed in it, and Ian went in it. Um, uh-huh. And he lay there for a week, basically. Oh. Uh, Buried in uh, a coffin. A whole week. Like, I think he had a foot to move. So he, he couldn't stand up or he couldn't really, he could only bend his legs so far, as far as I know, things right. like that. Um, so basically it was um, quite quite frightening to see your friend do something like that. Oh, 
tough. Uh, we're all really worried about him, eh? But um, he's some he's some man. He really is. I mean, to be honest, I don't think I could do that. You know, that's no way. But um, basically, um, yeah, I did pick up a lot of things, Ron. Um, right. And in fact, um, I went for the for the opening night and the next couple of days when everybody else was away because obviously Ian was buried in a castle grounds. So there right. was only the paramedic people and Ian's team was there and we had all the time, maybe say eight people, something like that. Um, so we were there and we were able to speak to him uh, while he was in the, under the ground, basically. <clears throat> so we are trying to keep him going, support him as much as we could. Um, and because I stayed about four or 500 miles away, I, I had to come home, eh? But I, I was only back in my house, I think, about an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a coffee and I sat down and within five minutes, uh, I was guided by a clear spirit person right close up to my face. And all I got told was, you have to go back, Brian. Your mate's lying in a hole. Uh-huh. So I had to go all the way back. But what I'd done the second time was, because I knew that during the week was the hardest time for this, seemingly, for, for Ian, or for right. anybody to do this. Um, so by that time, it was the middle of the week. Uh, so I never told him. But I did send a couple of text messages to his wife saying that I was going to appear again, but not to tell him, because I wanted to try and lift his spirits up. Mm-hmm. So... The text, she never got the texts for some strange reason. Oh, jeez. And yeah. all that happened was I walked into Castle Grounds and just looked over because he had a pers- perspex foot glass thing that you could see his face if you looked down, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Although he was buried uh, with earth. And um, I think he got a slight shock. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, and then he asked me to go and see if I could pick anything up in the grounds. Uh, and I did, and it was similar to what Ian was getting. So, yeah, it was it was it was a great time. That sounds and, and pretty frightening those, to me. <laughs> yeah. For those who don't know, we're talking about Ian Lawman. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this, why did he do this? What was the purpose? The purpose was um, it was for a charity. Um, yeah, the Blue Light Charity. That's right, Ron. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's, right. It's basically for uh, for policemen that were uh, injured or is it injured or, or killed in action? Well, I think uh, as far as I know, it's for any any policeman, fireman, and any of the services yeah. um, that are injured in the oh. work line or things like that. Um, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a great it was charity great. when you think about it because we need these people. Wow. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, especially in the world we have nowadays with so much turmoil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Now, Brian, you also do um, you do investigations, paranormal investigations? Yeah. You yeah. have a, a team? Yeah, I do. Well, the last team I worked with was um, Paranormal Reality Events. Um, okay. But I worked with a lot of different companies over the years, eh? Mm-hmm. Uh, different companies for around the, across the country here, um, mm-hmm. and 
another good company that um, I worked with, I found, was uh, what they call the pigs for Sussex. They, they called them the pigs because they were all like policemen. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but um, they were really, really professional, as, as most of the guys I worked with. So, yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of the castles and mansions and houses and places. You know the places we go to, Anne? All over I, the UK. I, oh, I would love to go to the UK and investigate. What 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 is the best place that you would think of to tell me? To oh, jeez. Oh, that's a hard one. That I'm many? sure there's a lot of them. Well, I've, I've been at that many, you see, now. At, at, um, I'm trying to think. Preston Manor. That was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, where else? Oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> the box in Edinburgh is quite good. The what? The, the, yeah, haven't you heard of the Vaults in Edinburgh? Oh, yes. Oh. And Mary, King, and Mary King's Close. It was good. Mm-hmm. Um... I think Edinburgh is really, really quite good for ghost investigations because there is a definite energy there. Mm-hmm. And as far as I'm concerned, um, it, it is active. And of course, that's what people want, eh? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, they want the active stuff. Absolutely. So if you now, were coming to the UK or Scotland, I think that's one of the places you should try and go. Been to the uh, McKenzie Vault? No, I haven't. I mean, that, I to, me, that would, to me, that would be terrifying. I haven't been there. Um, the other two vaults I have done, and Mary King's Close, um, the best two to me in Edinburgh that I've done is uh, Blair Street Vaults and uh, Mary King's Close. Okay. Uh, of, of those, I mean, of most of the places, I mean, which one, I mean, there's different degrees of, you know, which is the most interesting. Which one really gave you the most creeps, I guess it would say, that a place you really, you know, you really weren't comfortable in? It's only happened once. I, 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 I can't remember, Ron, if I told you the last time I was on the show. But it was actually the worst experience I ever had was in Vogue, a place called Vogre House. Um, and this energy hit me like a bolt of lightning. Mm. And, uh, oh, yeah, this was scary stuff. Um, my body was paralyzed. And wow. there was eight people saw it. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they, they all freaked out. And that was without me even being able to speak to them. And I had to fight this off. Uh, and I'm glad I had the experience I have got, or I don't think I would have managed um, but we got the people, well, I got the people out because I was there on my own with them, mm-hmm. because the rest of the crew were downstairs, and um, basically uh, that was the end of the evening for me. Wow. It was so, that powerful. So how long did it did it paralyze you? Oh, um, it's hard to tell, Anne, but I would say maybe a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. Wow. That would make me go. <laughs> Pardon? That would that would make me leave. <laughs> well, I, I was I was running down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <I bet. laughs> but but this 
that goes mean? back to what we were talking about earlier, Brian, and that is that people sometimes take this too much as a joke, and they don't understand that there is some nasty stuff out there. Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to sound like a killjoy at all, right. because I have I always, always um, push the, what you're saying, Ron. You have to be really, really responsible. But you have to try... You see, I think the ghost hunting, at, at least in the UK, um, it's been it's almost turning into an entertainment rather than a science. And so, if you want to work in the paranormal in Britain doing ghost hunting, you have to be able to try and find a balance right. between these things. Because yes, it should be fun. The people are paying money to pay, buying tickets to go in these things. They should be able to enjoy themselves. Mm-hmm. But but at the same time, I think that. Um, they have to be fully informed of the responsibilities and the power that they're stepping into because right. it can can be, oh, God, well, you, I think he's no. It, it's very, very powerful. Right. It's not I mean, like going and visiting. Once in a blue moon. You know, it cannot, I mean, uh, something negative could happen once in a blue moon, but it doesn't matter. It, it, it can happen. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not like going to a haunted house on Halloween, and I think that's what people think. is like, ooh, I'm so excited. I'm going on a ghost hunt. And they don't think about something bad could happen. And, and that, you know, no, they just, going on. You're absolutely yeah, correct. They're just going blind. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there, I mean there, there's multiple, multiple stories, and over the years, it, um, people being bodily lifted up and flung against walls and oh multitude of things happening to people mm-hmm. but I think what it is is because it doesn't happen that very often and right. people think that it isn't that dangerous mm-hmm. when actually it is mm-hmm. now now well, do I'm, you as a I know you I mean I know as a psychic medium you're probably maybe a little better prepared than than others, but do you have any kind of um, protective items that you bring in with you? Yes, I do, actually. Um, I, I wear a Merkaba. A what? Uh, a what? <laughs> Google <Sorry>. it. <laughs> it. It's, it's a, a triple pyramid and a crystal. Oh. oh, okay. So it's like a 3D thing. Mm-hmm. But it's called a Merkaba. Okay. M E R K A. Oh, geez, I can't spell it. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> I think it's called. Okay. So that's one of the things. The other thing is something that um, one of my parents gave me, uh, and I carry that everywhere I go. I mean, that's what I found out, Brian, that most of the things I used for protection were given to me by somebody who wanted me to have them, so I, I figure that that must be why I'm supposed to have them. I think, Ron, uh, I think it's a good thing to explain this because um, it doesn't matter to me what you take with mm-hmm. you. The most protective... The reason these things, I believe, work is because they're, they're, they're imbued with love. Mm. 
you know, like 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 one of my parents gave me it, or there's people close to right. one gave them something. Mm-hmm. Now that was given from their heart. So that love's there. That that love energy is is imbued in that um, item. Mm-hmm. It's not the actual item that's mm-hmm. protecting you. It's it's a, it's the love energy. It makes sense, actually. Okay, you know, Leslie, um, sorry, thank you, Leslie. Uh, she just posted in the chat room the definition of Merkaba. Yeah. And one of the things that I'm seeing here is that um, uh, it is the throne charity of God, the four-wheeled vehicle-driven, uh, each of which has four wings and the four faces of a man, lion, ox, and eagle. Oh, I now, know that. Yep. Now, in... In okay, you know how I'm into yeah. So I'm into this whole cemetery symbolism thing, and I see this a lot. Those four symbols—the man, lion, ox, and eagle—those are the four saints. Those are the symbols of the four saints. Yeah, but if you go back even farther, back into Babylon times, they were they were in there as well. So Mm -hmm. they they've changed through the years, but the symbols are the symbols. Right, but it all it all ties together, and that there's your protection. Exactly, right? you're calling on the saints or whoever you know this symbol is to you. Yeah, the the thing is, all these symbols that you're speaking of there, whether it be a Merkaba or symbols or some other thing, what they represent ultimately, in my opinion, is light. Mm-hmm. So okay. the the symbols are. are, are are much the same on tarot cards. They're a guide. Symbols are a guide. But right. the actual um, creative force is a light behind it all. <laughs> and, and we actually have another question in the chat room that got kind of lost behind. But uh, oh. Lizzie, Lizzie asked, uh, have you ever seen a spirit? Now, I, I think that she's asking... Not you know. Not, I know you see spirits all the time, but I mean, have you seen it with your physical eye as as, as a physical uh, entity? Yes, that's and, what and, happened to me when I was five years old, Ron. Yeah, that was the very first time, mm-hmm. um, and it was as solid as a real person. Um, I couldn't see through them. I couldn't see the wall behind them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So yeah. Um, and there's been a few other times um, that's happened as well. Um, when I, once when I was doing a reading in Scotland, um, I was giving information to this lady, and I felt my head was to be turned round, so I turned round and here's a spirit, solid form standing there, and I described them to her, and she said, yeah, that's my dad. Oh, oh wow. So... Yeah, I've seen them solid, yeah. I want to ask ask you a question, and this is kind of a little long one, so Mm -hmm. it's actually an experience that I experienced, and I wonder if it made sense to you or not. But anyways, I was doing an investigation uh, up in the lake regions, and I made contact with a spirit who uh, gave me certain information. And then today... uh, that information that it gave me, I realized that it's the same spirit, but I'm at a, a location hundreds of miles away, and it's almost like the information he gave me of something that I was going to do, in other words, in, in my future. 
and and this is at the uh, the, the place that I'm going to be doing my uh, class, which is is interesting. And then I actually saw the physical spirit itself, primarily as a dark shadow, but I knew it was a male spirit, and I, I saw him move. Uh, with the group today, and, and all along the group, I was being like almost pushed along as I as I was with the uh, college officials. So, it, can a spirit foresee the future and actually warn you about it, or, or let you know, uh, or, or even pre-connect with you? And does that make sense, Brian? Yeah, it does. I, I've been asked this similar kind of thing many times before, Ron. Um, first thing I would say is, when you're dealing with spirit people or mm-hmm. spirit energies, entities, um, you've got you've got to think differently. You've got to think out the box for a start off. Yeah. Uh, because, as I said earlier, they have no boundaries like we do. Um, and the other thing is, you've got to remember that there isn't there isn't such a thing as time space. There's no time and space there. It's it's just infinite, instant. So a spirit can be in two places, three places at the same time. Hmm. Or, okay. well, the re- uh, this may... <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm going too profound here. No, 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 that's good. That's, is, that's yeah. What I'm saying is, you've got... Can you imagine um, shining a light at, at three windows in front of it, the lights, that one pinpoint of light is going to go through all those windows. It's the same with thought, spirit thought. It goes everywhere. It, it's directed to go. Okay. Um, and the, the, the other thing, Ron, is you were mentioning about you felt that it was maybe for your future. Mm-hmm. Well, if you think that there is there's not a, such a thing as time-space connected right. there, then it makes, to me, it makes uh, perfect sense that they would they know the past, the present, the future, and whatever else. Well, that, that, it's true. It's very true. And if they me. never knew that, then how, how could they guide us? Yeah. They couldn't, guide, they couldn't guide us if they don't know. That would, yeah, that definitely makes sense. So, uh, that I think that's what's happening there. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it, the, the whole thing. I mean, I know on the international show I've had on quantum physicists and and other people, and, and we've had some really neat discussions. And uh, you know, we 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 don't know really squat about the spirit world of, of what applies and what you know. People say, well, you can't do this, you can't do that, but we're applying our laws of physics, our natural laws to the world. That they may not exist in, or they not be, might not be the same. Exactly, Ron. What we are dealing with here is our. I believe that the even if we were capable of using the full capacity of the human brain, it still wouldn't even get close to what's out there. Yeah. So, I, I... so there, there is. I mean, quantum physics. I mean, it's. It's a great science, obviously, uh, and I've always tried to have marry together science and the mystic side uh, because both sides are educating. But um, it's huge, huge, infinite, infinite 
universe and universities out there. It's true. Right. So, Brian, do you have any events coming up? Um, I need to look at my diary, wrong. But what I haven't got it here. I'm okay. not very sure. I haven't got anything um, coming up in the next week or so. But uh, apart from uh, a few teaching things, I promised I would help a couple of people abroad with. So I'm going to do that. Okay. That's what will take my, up my time the next couple of weeks. Okay. And uh, let me ask you this. Um, how did you meet uh, Ian? Oh, right. Um, I actually met Ian at a place called, um, the very first night I met him was in a place called Alton Towers in England. Um, we were working for the same company and um, the person that was running it, um, obviously Ian's a very, very good top class medium and um, they asked me, uh, they wanted us to work together, uh, which was fine. And when we when we met that, at that location, uh, within thirty minutes we just clicked and became friends, and it's, it's just been that way. Yeah, it's, just it's a home. small world. You you never know how where it's going to lead you and and who you meet and and what happens from those meetings. It, it, it's you know the, the more I do this, uh, Brian, it just it just blows my mind that these people you meet and. They they lead you down certain paths and everything. It, it's it's simply amazing. It really is. Yeah, it does, Ron. I mean, the thing is, um, especially with the uh, the web and the internet and things like that. Right. The whole the the whole world's open to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, you're thousands of miles away from me at the minute, and yet we can sit and discuss what we like doing and whatever. So. Yeah, I mean, there's that many people involved in it now that, yeah, you meet all different people. I've met people from all different kinds of walks of life, singers, writers, um, authors, mediums, actresses. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody's on the same path most of the time. Well, well not really. It's, it's fascinating to me when you meet these people and you get speaking to them uh, in conversation. They would tell people like it's us things that they would tell things us things that um, they wouldn't say in public. Mm-hmm. But you know about their own paranormal experiences and things like that. Right, right, right. Now uh, I just wanted to ask. You know, I mean, most of this has been gone for you know a while. Uh, although there there are rumors it's coming back because I, I hear that uh, yeah well anyways uh, there's definitely rumors it's coming back and um, w- what's going on in the UK as far as paranormal shows or anything exciting there or, or, or that we can look forward to or no at the moment Ron I've never heard anything at all on that um, kind of genre as a TV program coming up not that I know of. Uh, I really don't. I haven't heard anything lately. Um, it, it seems to be on our TV screens, repeats, repeats and repeats. So, <laughs> yeah. The thing that annoys me, one of the best shows I like is Ghost Hunters International, but we don't get it here for, oh, geez, ages after you do on sci-fi. Yeah. 
you know. So right. I think there's something to be desired there with the, with the right. British media. They should have these programs on in conjunction with the likes of the States now at the same time, I think. Yeah, I had talked to uh, Cal Cooper about uh, this in the last show, and, you know, Derek Akura, what do you like, like him or not? I mean, at least he was interesting, and he did a lot of different shows and tried a lot of different things, uh, you know, some successful and some not. I mean, but, for instance, the Egyptian show and, and Ghost Town, there was a, another show where, like, the uh, antique uh, auction show where he would read items and stuff, and it, at least there was something new and different coming out. It seems like it's just the same old stuff now that, that we have yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, I've had a few ideas myself, and I passed and I passed them on to certain people. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the, I think what it is as well, Ron, though, is the production companies have got this set kind of idea in their mind how it's got to be, and right. I don't think that's that needs necessarily to be like that. Well, it looks what? like we've run out of time, uh, Brian. I hate to cut you off, but. Uh... We've got the beats coming up in here, so uh, yep. once again, our, our special guest has been Brian uh, Boyle, all the way from uh, Scotland. I think you're in Scotland, are you? Yeah, I'm Ron, yeah. So uh, check out his website, uh, and uh, Brian, thank you so much for staying up with us. Thank you, Brian. Thanks, been a pleasure. Yeah. So Take care. God bless, everyone. Until next care. week. Good night, everybody. From goalies to ghosties, long like a diversity, and things that could happen.